I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullen. Ben, I'm going to ask you a question today to start this whole thing. All right. You have a driveway? I do have a driveway. Is it a very long driveway? It's a, uh, it's pretty short as driveways go, honestly. Hmm, okay. I have a, uh, relatively short driveway as well. Um, and that's what makes today's topic kind of even more intriguing is that this race that we're going to talk about today happens on someone's driveway. Okay. That is technically true, which is maybe the best kind of true, but, uh, only technically. Because when we say driveway, most people are probably picturing you know, the straight shot from the, the main road to someone's garage. Exactly. Like, yard. if you were to race in my driveway, let's say. It's yeah, maybe, short race. It's maybe like 30 or 35 feet or something, and then you hit the garage, and then you've got 19 feet exactly to stop before you hit the inner walls of my house. Okay, so that's a, that makes it impossible <laughs> to race on, especially in something like a Formula One car. Right. Um, any kind of, uh, it, well, let's say anything, outside of like a Razor scooter or something like that, right? Sure, like a giant turtle. Yeah, <laughs> something like that, right? So this, this, this Goodwood Festival of Speed that we're going to talk about today is a hill climb competition that is a, it's a 1.16 mile course, you know, nine turns up a driveway of the Goodwood ho- house, which we'll talk about. I'm yeah. sure we'll get into all this. Mm-hmm. And it is actually a listener suggestion that leads us here because, uh, we have a, um, a listener from, uh, where is he from? From England, from Cumbria, England. His name is John McGrady. And John wrote in a while ago, and I know we read his note on, uh, I think it was in a nuts and bolts episode. Yeah. And he mentioned that, you know, maybe we were just a little bit too, um, what he called U.S. centric with some of our, our topic selections. And he understood why, because that's where we are. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. And so we, we tend to focus on things here in the United States, but there's a lot of other great racing outside the United States. And we have touched on a lot of that in the yeah. past people and, and places and events and things like that. But, um, he said that, you know, maybe we should 
focus on this this Goodwood Festival for one of our episodes because it's really a, a fantastic, uh, more than a weekend long event. Yeah, and how right he was because we are doing this podcast entirely on uh, the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Well, wait, Scott, it's not entirely on that because as we find, we're going to learn more about other uh, events on that enormous estate and a uh, little bit of history and In, including the revival which including the revival which is its own event its own special event and had held on its own special property or area of the property the goodwood right, property yeah so there's a lot to this and i mean it, i can just quickly read from his his note here if you'd like yeah i'd love to um it says now this is after a list of ideas so he says the second idea that i had for podcast was the goodwood festival of speed and revival these events are held in July and September, and re- uh, respectively, at the grounds of Goodwood House and the Goodwood Racing Circuit in southern England. They are arguably the, mo- uh, the best motor racing events in Europe and regularly attract the biggest names in motorsport who take part in a hill climb at the festival speed, and the drive- and which is held on the driveway of the Goodwood House, which we already mentioned, Right. and in full-on competitive races around the Goodwood Circuit at the Revival. Uh, the festival is very inclusive and has included over over the last 20 years it's run so far almost every aspect of motorsport, uh, both on two wheels and on four. In recent years, a, a rally stage, in addition to the hill climb, has been added to the event. Um, and the event also includes a different a different amazing sculpture on the lawn in front of the mansion every year, as well as a motor show, a Concours d'Elegance type show, which we'll talk about. It's not called that, but it's something similar. And a soapbox race, which he thought we would... Better know as a Pinewood Derby, but in fact, uh, that is what we call a soap, uh, soapbox race. Right, yeah. Yeah, Pinewood Derby is the little, uh, model cars, but, right. um, so soapbox race, which we'll, we'll talk about that too. That's not being held anymore, mm-hmm. by the way, but, um, all kinds of things happen around this, uh, it's like a four day weekend. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you said it was 20 years ago. So, uh, Lord March, who is the current, uh, I guess the current patriarch of the Goodwood estate, uh, he founded the Goodwood Festival of Speed back in 1993. Uh, so it's just about to be 21 years, I think. Yeah, this, I believe, will be the 21st year. Yep, in June. And uh, before this Festival of Speed existed, however, the Goodwood State already was a pretty significant property in British motor racing. Exactly. And you know what? This goes back, the, the hill climb actually goes back to... 1936, mm-hmm. which is really crazy because there's this long, long, long gap in the uh, in the time when this thing was run. So it, it was originally run in 1936, didn't pick up again until 1993, and here's the reason. And this comes from the uh, the Goodwood uh, website. So, you know, it's talking about the hill climb from 1936, and it says, In the summer of 1936, the Earl of March and the Ninth Duke of Richmond, better known as the talented automotive designer, engineer, racing driver, and Brooklyn's winner, Freddie March, held a private hill climb for the Lancia Car Club at Goodwood House. Of course, you know, uh, Freddie March, he won the event, naturally, and doing so inspired his grandson, the present Earl of March, who's the guy that we just talked about, uh, to create a new and exciting racing event right at his family home. So he read about this or heard about this, right. and or maybe saw photographs or even, who knows, maybe film of this thing it happened in 1936, I don't know. Um, and decided, hey, why aren't we doing that right now? Because I'm a motor racing fan. Yeah. We've, we've got... This great property. We've got all this, uh, this, these fantastic roads. We've got, we've got the Goodwood Circuit on our property. Right. Why are we not using that? Which at the time, yeah, was an unused track, which to me is just crazy. Yeah. And again, that's separate from the hill climb. We'll talk about the good, the the revival. Mm -hmm. So today, now there are thousands of people who attend this annual event. 
I think in 2003, they had 158,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, that was the record attendance, 158. And then they realized that may be just a little bit too many by about 8,000. So they backed it down and said, we're going to limit ticket sales to 150,000. And that was limited since about 2005. And the only way you can get tickets to this thing is you have to buy them ahead of time. So they can, you know, they can monitor exactly how many are sold. They're not selling tickets at the door so that, you know, if 8,000 additional people show up like they did in, in 2003, right. uh, they're going to be denied the tickets. Now, the initial event in 1993 attracted something like 25,000 spectators. So, right. Even though it was co- conflicting, right? With, uh, 24 hour Le Mans. That's right. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. We said that, uh, um, it was the same weekend as the Le Mans race, which is a huge draw in that area, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, the endurance race, of course. Yeah. And there's a whole party festival that goes along with that. So these are 25,000 people that chose to go to the Goodwood competition instead of the Le Mans race, which is remarkable, really. I mean, I don't know what the reasons were behind it, but, um, right. but 25,000 people, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty, I don't know, it's a, a difficult thing to go up against on their first weekend. Right. Well, Lord March also assured everyone that in the future he would not let this event conflict with either Le Mans or uh what was the any other, other any other Formula, Formula One. any other Formula One series race, which is yeah. amazing because now this is and this really gets the heart of this whole thing. Now Oh, where I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. So let okay. me, let me do two th- quick things. I want to tell you what a, what a hill climb is before we do this, because a lot of people, our listeners won't even know what a hill climb is. Oh, that's a really good point. A hill, I forgot. A hill climb, I mean, just to, just to tell you what yeah. it is in the most basic terms, I and mean, we have versions of this here in the United States, mm-hmm. um, and elsewhere. I mean, they're popular all over Europe. They're popular in North America, in Australia, New Zealand, um, South Africa even. Uh, but a hill climb is just a, a competition where drivers compete against, uh, the clock. They, they race for time up a hill. It's always an upward race course. So right. think about, uh, like Pikes Peak. That's a, that's a huge hill climb, but it's a hill climb event. And, um, there's many, many other types of, of, um, uh, vehicles that race on these things outside of Formula One cars, of course, because we'll see a lot of Formula Ones at, 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 uh, the Goodwood Festival. Mm-hmm. But there's, uh, motorcycles, there's, uh, any kind of, uh, well, you have rally cars that race on the, yeah. on the rally circuit that they have now. So that's changed a little bit. Even pickup trucks. Yeah, pickup trucks. I mean, it's just about anything, really. Um, cars that are somehow, um, distinguished in some way. I mean, you'll find like the Jaguar XJ220. You're going to mm-hmm. find, um, uh, McLaren, you know, racing their new P1 up the hill. You're going to find, uh, Lamborghini's going to bring out cars. Lotus is going to bring out cars. Right. Um, of course, Mercedes with their AMG vehicles. Sure, They're going to try to, Audi. yeah. And it's all for bragging rights. Who can climb the hill fastest? And some of it is just for, uh, just for the spectators, just to, uh, just to get the, the car out in front of the people and show them what it's all about. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, um, the, the latest and greatest technology in a lot of cases, but we're also talking about some of the, the, most fantastic historic racing cars that have ever been really that show up as well. And they run, you know, one right after the other. So you get to see a little bit of everything. And the fans, they love this because it's not only the cars that, that they're there to see, but it's the people because some incredible people show up to drive these as well. Right. Yeah. We're talking about some of the top tier Formula One drivers in the world. Uh, we're also talking about some of the bigger names, behind the scenes in racing, uh, some of the star designers also for vehicles. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of a, uh, you get your cars, you get your celebrities too, yeah, because 
people, one of the reasons that they have to make sure it doesn't conflict with Le Mans and with other F1 things is because there are, you know, there is this upper echelon of F1 and Le Mans and anti-car enthusiasts. Way to bring it back around, Ben, because we were just talking about that. And I said, let's back up for a second. Yeah. But when we said they don't, it doesn't conflict with F1, there's a very good reason for that is because current F1 teams will bring current F1 cars onto that course and race them. It's amazing to be able to see that in it's such a, uh, an up-close, tight environment because a lot of cases, well, actually throughout the entire yeah. uh, part of this uh, this hill climb competition, they're in grandstands, mm-hmm. but they can also be behind uh, what they call reinforced hay bales, which is really just a bunch of hay bales stacked up with some, it looks like logs driven in the ground behind them. And, you know, there's an F1 car running at speed right in front of you. That's pretty remarkable. You don't be able, you're not able to, uh, you're not able to do that in many cases uh, on many tracks. You're not able to get that close, of course, you know, it's, it's fan safety, but this is a little different. They're not going quite as fast as they would on an F1 track, of course, but, uh, still you get, you know, the, the sound, the thrill, the excitement, the feel of being there. And you might get to see a car in public for the first time, which I believe is what happened recently. With the P1. Exactly right. Yeah, the P1 showed up, which is uh, something that we're going to talk about in a future podcast here Spoiler soon. alert. Yeah, definitely. And we've got a, a lot of good information about that. But, you know, it's it's one way for manufacturers to get their product out there and, and show it to people in motion, which is completely different than seeing it, you know, online or in a showroom somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these, I, I printed out a list of drivers and cars and all kinds of stuff, Ben, but look at the print on this. It came out way too small. Oh, wow. So yeah. there's no way I'm going to be able to read this. But if I can recall some of them, I mean, Sterling Moss was there. Um, uh, let's see, Jackie Stewart, I think, was one. Yep. Eddie Cheever was another one. I think uh, Lewis Hamilton was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Peter Fonda was there. He was driving the Easy Rider motorcycle. So <laughs> celebrities show up as well, you know, like movie stars and people that people right. would recognize, you know, from, from movies and television and film. Um, you know, that's who shows up to these things, you know, and, and, of course, the motorsport legends as well. Now, let's go ahead and talk before we move on to uh, some of the really cool things I want to add here. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of the fastest times. Oh, which we sure. didn't actually mention yet. Yeah. Um, all right. So, weirdly enough, this this is this is a strange thing. Um, in 2013, uh, we have a we have kind of a tie uh, with Gregory Gilbert and Nick Heidfield or Headfield, and pardon my pronunciation, as we always say here. Uh, at 45.86, but that's not the fastest time. 45 seconds? That's, that's actually pretty quick because this is, uh, it's over a mile. I mean, it's 1.16 miles and it's got nine turns and it's uphill. You gotta remember that as well. It's, uh, you're, you're, you're battling gravity the whole time. So that's a pretty good time. Yeah, but in 1999, one of the same drivers, Nick Hedfield again, um, in a McLaren MP4, he, uh, he got 41.60. 41 seconds. Hmm. So so how, uh, to me, it's just interesting that it took longer in 2013. That's very counterintuitive hmm. for most races. Longer know? in 2014, really? 2013. 2013. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess it, it goes with uh, whatever vehicles they're in, of course. I mean, you know, the uh, we talked about uh, Formula One cars and the differences over the years. And That's true. Remember, at, at points, they were unrestricted. And, you know, they had these big V10s or the big big V12s. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. there were turbo engines. Sometimes yeah. they weren't. So, you know, there's just a, a lot of variety there. So I guess it depends on, uh, you know, However, what you brought is running that day. Uh huh. Oh, and that brings me to another point, a little bit of a sidebar. What's that? 
Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Do you think we're ready to talk about the revival? You know, I think we are. There's probably more that I'd like to uh, kind of sprinkle in there about the Goodwood Festival, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. We... How about this? Let's let's talk just a just a brief bit more about the um, about the festival speed, and then we'll talk about the revival shortly after. Okay, because there's a couple of other things that we didn't mention: some features and attractions. Now, oh, we, that's right. We yeah. talked about the soapbox challenge early on. They call it the soapbox challenge. Right. Um, I think that was something that um, that John McGrady wanted us to talk about. And apparently that was run between 2000 and 2004 only, and that was a, a downhill race, so it ran in the right. opposite direction. Um, you know, gravity-powered cars. But, but there were accidents. Lots of accidents, very frequent very frequent accidents. The, the cost of the cars became higher and higher. Um, safety rules became tighter and tighter, and it just wasn't quite as much fun as it was. Um, it, it was so dangerous, in fact, that they decided that, uh, you know, just getting kind of bogged down with all this stuff, it wasn't worth returning in 2005. So that ran for a short amount of time, 
But the soapbox challenge is now completely gone. They're not doing well, it anymore. Well, they, they re- kind of replaced it, too. They didn't just empty that part of the schedule because now they that's where they built the uh, forest area for rally cars. Oh, is that right? I yeah, didn't read that. Okay. The same year, I think. Oh, very good. Okay. 2005, rather. Very good. Um, One of the other attractions that we should definitely talk about is something that you and I are going to have to see if we're in England when this happens. <laughs> Uh, the Sunday Time Supercar Run. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. This is, uh, you know, of course, for, this is for road-going supercars, so it's, it's street-legal cars on the track. Um, just, it seems like a lot of specialty car manufacturers bring out their product. This is where they, they show off the latest and greatest stuff that we talk about, really. Yeah, and this is also where they show off some uh their concept cars, mm-hmm. if they're own, but only if they're working. You can't roll a dummy car out here. Well, you're going uphill. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, can't do that. So you got to have something that actually works. But yeah, a lot of people bring out their uh, their toys for this one. Uh, Manufacturers bring out their their best toys for this. So uh, this is something that's definitely worth watching if you're there. And then there's other things that they call their specials. Mm-hmm. And the specials include things like um, uh, the wacky races cars, which are um, like I think those were the animated Hanna Barbera cars that they yeah. raced, you know. And then they bring out things like. Um, TV and film cars like like Herbie the Love Bug or the Batmobile or mm-hmm. um, you know the Starsky and Hutch car maybe sure. Mr Bean's car will Black be out there. Black Beauty or something. Yeah, Black Beauty might run, might run or the General Lee. You know, just mm-hmm. all kinds of vehicles and and you know there's a good chance that the stars that actually appeared in those movies will be driving that car as well because I think that's kind of what uh, what was going on with the Henry Fonda thing. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's see. Then there's also air shows. Ah yes. Little known fact, uh, if you're wondering how big the Goodwood Estate is, let's say that it's, it's large enough that it contains an airport. It was, uh, that, that came in use during the, uh, World War II, I believe. Well, I'll tell you how, how, this is how big it is. Yes, it is World War II. You're right. Yeah. This is how big the grounds are, Ben. The airport is within just the part of the, the Goodwood, uh, grounds that, that contains the circuit. Right, so the, the circuits, circuits around the airport. The circuits around the airport, and then of course the goods, uh, the, the goods, the Goodwood uh, property is just enormous. I mean, it surrounds everything else. So this is a, yeah. an enormous, enormous piece of property. So um, this on this airfield, they have uh, historic aircraft that are maintained mm-hmm. and flyable, and in a lot of cases, uh, so. You can usually see the Royal Air Force tornado and red arrows mm-hmm. uh, at the air show, and they've been adding some things over the past few years. Yeah, you know, some, every so often, some features. They'll have like a jumbo jet flyover or something. Yeah, flyover kind of low. Yeah, too. But like a low flyover over the grounds, which is really cool. Like they had a, a Boeing seven forty seven, I think, in two thousand four and two thousand five, and then recently they had an even bigger plane, right? Yeah, they had an Airbus. A380. So those, <laughs> just, so, just so you know, it's not something that I personally would want to stand under while it flies low. It might be kind of cool to be kind of close by, I guess, maybe. Yeah, but, definitely. But, but uh, right in the flight path, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then they also have something they call the uh, Cartier style Elux, uh-huh. which is, um, which is really the, the, I guess the same thing or similar to like the Pebble Beach Concours Delegates or, or, you know, any of the Concours events. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's something that, you know, the, uh, the participants are by invite only. Um, right. you know, you, you don't have to have an, you just have to have a ticket to go to it. I mean, if you're, if you're in the Goodwood Festival Speed, you can, you can go to this Concours type event. Right. But if you want to show your car, you do have to be invited. You can't just, as, as cool as it sounds, you can't just roll up in your Duesenberg. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Well, I mean, you could, but uh, you wouldn't be part of the show. You'd be part of the uh, part of the. Uh, <laughs> You'd be in the parking lot. The parking lot show. 
you know? <laughs> and I'm sure there's one of those, too. I mean, that seems like the type of place there where that has happened. to be, yeah. Oh, of course, the people showing up to this, the 150,000 people. All right, so do you want to talk a little bit about, um, let's talk a little bit about the revival, I think, to, to maybe wrap this up. How about that? Okay, oh, one other thing. Oh, sure. Uh, one other thing, well, before we wrap up with the revival, uh, they added a, another event called the Moving Motor Show. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, Ben. One? Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, I'm going to struggle to find my notes here, but okay. I can, I can tell you bra- basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically it's, it's, it's the replacement for a, a, an auto show that was canceled in one year, right? And they right. Said, the British International Motor Show. Yeah. And they said, well, we'll hold this event at the Goodwood grounds anyways. So let's just, uh, let's have all the manufacturers bring out their latest and greatest products and let people drive them. And see how they like it. Yeah, yeah, which I think is is brilliant marketing, but that's another thing that's all part of this experience. It's often advertised as the unofficial fourth day. So if you're going to the Goodwood Festival of Speed, if you've never been and you want to test drive some new cars, uh go to the go to this before opening day. It happens before the actual open. And sometimes, not all the time, but you may get a chance to drive actually on the hill climb course. There's a there's an outside chance that you might be able to do that. If you're the right buyer with the right vehicle, I think they may let you try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if luck is on your side. Exactly. So that's kind of a, like a new car show thing. And you said the unofficial fourth day. That's probably a, a good way to put it because, um, you know, this thing does encompass, I think it's four days. And this year, I want to, you know, I want to tell you before we go too much farther here, yeah. the 2014 Goodwood Festival Speed is scheduled for June 26th through the 29th of 2014. So it's coming up in late June this year. And ticket prices, if you're interested in actually going, there's a, there's a four door or a four day grandstand package, which is about, uh, 248 pounds, which is, that's in US dollars, that's about $413. Okay. And then you can buy individual single day passes. And I think Friday is actually the, the least expensive day, uh, at about 92 pounds or 153 US dollars. And then the Saturday and Sunday passes each are one, eight, 118 pounds, which is, about 196 uh, U.S. dollars, rather. So, uh, you know, the four-day grandstand package is definitely the best deal for 413 bucks. You know, you get to go all four days, see all this stuff. And again, advanced sale, uh, ticket sales only. You can't buy them at the door. So, you know, you can go to goodwood.co.uk to buy those tickets and, and you'll see the prices listed there and exactly what that'll get you and, you know, local hotels and all that stuff. Or, you know, if you plan to stay over, which I think you would. But if you'd rather go to an old-fashioned revival, I'm kidding, not a not a Big Ten church revival, rather a uh, revival of vintage racing cars and motorcycles, then you're going to want to go straight to the Goodwood Revival. This is a separate three-day festival, but it's held on the same estate because that's just how large it is at that Goodwood circuit. I uh, started that in 98, right, Scott? No, 48. 48. 1948. Well, 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 he started, it originally started in 1948, but, uh, Lord March brought it back in 1998. Oh, oh, very good. Okay. You're right. You're right. right. I, I didn't have the 98 date in front of me. I'm sorry, Ben. No, but no, it, so, yeah. so there's a 50 year lag again yeah. in this whole thing. So now, you know what? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of mistaken here. I'm mixing things up. You said it started in that date. I'm thinking of the day that the track opened. Okay. The original, the original period, 1948 to 1966. That's right. right that's right. Okay. No, our, no, it's me. I was saying it in a weird way. That's okay. Our dates are all kind of mixed up here. Here, I'll tell you the, the rundown and you'll see if you can figure it out from this. All maybe. right. Yeah. All right. So the, the Goodwood circuit opened in 1948 and this is a, uh, this was a world class Formula One circuit. It was, uh, I think it, it held, 
um, non-championship F1 races, really, for a while. It held, like, nine-hour endurance races in 1952, 53, Mm -hmm. 55. Um, Also, the Tourist Trophy sports car race was held there from 1958 to 1964. Um, It's known probably best for something called the Glover Trophy, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the... the, uh, the Trophy, which was given out for the non-championship F1 race that was held there. Yeah. So 1948 is when this thing opened. It closed in 1966 because the owners didn't want to modify the track with uh, the chicanes to slow the speeds of the modern F1 racers. Remember when they were going a little bit too fast? It was getting really dangerous in F1. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Stewart and those guys protested against mm-hmm. all that and said, we need to find a way to slow them down. This is one thing you have to do is, is build in these chicanes on these long straights. And uh, the owners of the Goodwood property or the Goodwood circuit at the time Decided it wasn't worth it to them. They said, well, we'll just let it go at this point because we've had this thing around since 1948. Yeah. Um, we'll let it go. Uh, so, um, I guess in a, in a way it's kind of interesting that, you know, the, the, uh, the, the Goodwood Hill Climb course at the Goodwood House actually predates the circuit that was on the property. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Yeah, that is interesting too. And uh, when we should also talk about safety briefly, since we talked about the way it closed. Sure. Okay, and Scott, if it's cool, I'd like to take a second while we are touching on the topic of safety to mention some of the incidents that have occurred. Okay. Uh, so we know that there have been two different uh, two different accidents at the event that were fatal. Um, one was actually during the first uh, Goodwood Festival in 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a guy named Chaz Guy who was practicing uh, for vintage racing motorcycles. And uh, he completed the course, but he got a tank slapper and he was thrown. A tank slapper. Okay, that's a, that's what they call a death wobble or a... Um, yeah, like a steering wobble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when it, uh, it just starts to shake out of control. You can't stop it. Right. So and what they did, they threw him into a tree, I think is what they said, which is uh, it's a pretty horrific accident, really, when you think about it, for an yeah. inaugural event, too. Yep. That's uh, bad news. And, uh, you know, of course, when something like this happens... The rules are reevaluated from the ground up, so now motorcycles are not timed on their runs. Mm, that hardly seems fair. I mean, it seems like, uh, to me, I mean, I'm not really out here to speak for motorcycles' rights or anything. I'm just saying, sure. uh, you know, I understand why they don't do it, because they're going to end up with like a, a, a TT situation, like the Isle of Man TT or right, something, because right, yeah. these guys go so fast now. Uh, the cars are just a little bit slower, not much slower, really, and, as a matter of fact, but... Uh, I don't know. It seems like they could still time the time the guys on on the motorcycles. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm way off on this. Well, bed. it's a I, it's kind of a better safe than sorry situation, you know. Yeah, I so, agree. Uh, there, I I think maybe there is a way to make it to to change the track such that it's safe to time the motorcyclist. Mm. But how still, much work would you have to do? Now you're going under bridges. You've got uh, the hay bales that are in front of the the front the crowd instead of uh you know any kind of real secure like secure gates or anything sure. like that um it seems like there could be a bad situation so the more i talk about it ben the more i'm talking myself out of it now <laughs> um you know so i, I kind of see both sides of this whole thing yeah. i mean it's a bummer they can't time the motorcycles because they're really fast and fun to watch right but it's also for the uh the rider safety and the fan safety i get i get it so in 2000 a driver john dawson Dahmer, uh lost control he was driving a lotus 63 and crashed in the finish line gantry. Hmm. Um, there were two fatalities in Ooh. that accident. All right. So, yeah, he, himself and a track marshal, uh, the guy's name was Andrew Carpenter, and then another track marshal, uh, the guy's name was Steve Tarrant, I think. Uh, he survived, but he had injuries to a lower part of his right leg. So he's still he's still around. I think that guy, they said that Steve Tarrant, I think, still officiates this. He still marshals for the Goodwood Festival. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he knows that it's a it's a pretty rare occurrence. Now, it's not super rare to see a car go sliding off the track in it by any means, because that's one thing we haven't really said, Ben, is that when these guys race these cars at the, the track, I mean these are these are race car drivers in race cars. Right. And they're competing, you know, for for time, but they're competing. They want to still want to win. These guys really push these cars. It's not like they're just babying them up the hill. It's not no, like they're yeah. out there for show, you know, just to drive by slowly or anything. It's not a parade. Mm-hmm. These guys are really pushing them. And you'll see, you know, a Ferrari that backs into the hay bales. You'll see a, uh, you know, an F1 car that slides into the bridge. You'll see all kinds of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. You, uh, there's one other death on the Goodwood estate that most people might not have heard about if you're not familiar with Goodwood. What's that one? Bruce McLaren, uh, died in a testing accident on June 2nd, 1970 on the Goodwood circuit. Yeah, the circuit. So this is on the uh, on the track, not the hill climb, not the hill climb, but on the circuit where they hold the revival each year. So right. that's kind of a, a good lead into our 
revival talk, I guess, if you want to do that. But, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's too bad. I mean, a lot of people won't remember that, uh, that's, that's where that happened. It didn't happen in competition. It was just in testing, um, in, in early in 1970 and, well, mid-1970, I guess, in June. Right, yeah. So, yeah, that's too bad. We're going to talk about McLaren, as we said. We're, we're, we're coming up with a podcast where, I mean, we got Bruce McLaren on our brains at this point. Yeah, it's really. McLaren Day. Yeah. I have a, I have one other thing that might be kind of a surprise for if you want to hear it. Yeah, sure. What's that? Um, too much more, but this is something. That I saved. Uh, there's a thing called the Breakfast Club. Hmm, Breakfast Club, the movie. Yeah. Uh, good guess. Uh, let's tweak it there. Uh, I am instead talking about uh, Goodwood's ongoing, free to enter, open to all uh, meetings at the Motor Circuit. So uh, here's what you do: you got awesome cars and bikes. You bring your bike. You bring your car. It's often called the Petrolhead's Perfect Sunday. So you you meet up. They have they have multiple meetings. I'm not sure exactly why they call it a Breakfast Club. The Perfect uh, Sunday. I like that. I like the name of that. I like the ring of that, Ben. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see all these new bikes that have kind of a theme. Hmm. Uh, so, like, on uh, in 2014, you can check out the Goodwood site, and you see uh, that in, on May 4th, they're having a Supercar Sunday. So it's uh, a free supercar show, hmm. which I think is super cool of the venue to do that. And, uh, you know, on June 1st, they've got a soft top Sunday. So classic modern soft tops, T tops, et cetera. And then they've got a thoroughbred Sunday on, uh, August 3rd. So this is the golden era of Goodwood Motor Circuit pre 1966 cars and oh, bikes. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I thought you would like that one especially. Yeah. Um, so then they've got the the hot hatch and V power. So you know V twin motorcycles, the V sixteen Cadillac. So I hope everybody's getting the idea that this is a this is a huge huge thing that happens here. Now it's not yeah. all on one weekend. I mean we've talked about some of the other things as well. Right. But yeah. but the Goodwood Festival. You know most of what we talked about today is all on weekend on one weekend and this huge event that covers acres and acres of property. It's it's really big. Now, just a couple of other quick things that are happening uh, during the Festival of Speed that you know, we haven't even mentioned yet. Yep. There's something called Goodwood Action Sports, or GAS is what they call it. Oh, yeah. And that's BMX and freestyle motocross racers who are, you know, going doing like the, the gravity, um, uh, what do you call it, gravity-defined jumps, you know, where they're up mm-hmm. in the air freestyle, you know, off the bike, that type of thing, landed, right, yeah. you know, amazing stuff, you know, stuff you can hardly believe your eyes when you see it happening. Um, of course, we mentioned the aviation exhibition that happens as well. Now, there's the uh, the air show that goes along, you know, with the, the actual fly, flyovers and stuff, but this allows people to see the latest models and technology and maybe even take a, a plane up for a demo flight if you're a licensed pilot of course right yeah <laughs> but you can maybe maybe demo some of the uh, the latest stuff you know for if you're a prospective buyer they'd love to show you their latest plane uh so that's one opportunity there's also we mentioned the moving motor show there's a dedicated radio station that's on the grounds uh called Radio Goodwood and if you tune into that you can hear anything that's happening you can keep up with the hill climb competition right. you know while you're over watching the uh the Goodwood action sports or while you're you know checking out the uh the concours event um you know, it's just a, it's a great opportunity. You can hear live what's happening on the track. You'll hear the cars, of course, you know, echoing through the grounds, I'm sure, yeah. you know, cause that's a race car crackling through the, uh, the tree line course or whatever, but you're going to be able to hear, you know, what the, what the times were. You're going to be able to hear the announcers telling you what's going on as well. Yeah. And that's amazing when you think of how, I don't know, it's just brilliant, Scott, to, to have all of this stuff become, a, it's like a one stop shop 
for so many cool things. I know. There's even rally cars. You know, we mentioned the rally thing, and we've barely talked oh, about yeah, it. But but the, but the rally stage, it's like it's a mile and a half, and you said it was is purposely built for this, and it gathers, I think, about or you know, uh, attracts, I guess, about fifty different cars each year. You know, some of these are historic rally cars. Some yep. of them are, are current WRC cars and teams. So you know, it's another thing where you know they said. Why don't we just bring the, the latest and greatest technology here and showcase it all in one property in one weekend, and people are going to be able to get close and really get thrilled about it. Perfect segue, because there's one other thing that I have to add. I promise this is the last wow, this, other thing. This weekend doesn't end, does it? This weekend doesn't end, Scott. Um, speaking of bringing the latest and greatest technology, uh, riddle me this. How how big is Goodwood Estate? Well, they are big enough to have a couple of other things. Uh, Goodwood Racecourse, which is a horse racing track. Hmm. Uh, interesting. And it's a, um, it's nearby the Goodwood House. Uh, it's home to the glorious Goodwood Meeting, which is a, uh, one of the UK's, uh, flat race venues. Um, and it is also home to, this is going to weird some people out. You might not know this, even if you know about Goodwood. It's also home to a Rolls Royce factory you mentioned that just right before we went on air and i had not heard this i hadn't read, hadn't read this anywhere ben it has its own rolls royce factory not just that scott the headquarters design manufacturing and assembly center for rolls royce motor cars no kidding i i you know what we did a rolls royce podcast yeah i don't recall mentioning that it was on the property of the goodwood house i just don't remember that I think we ended up saying it was in West Sussex or something like that, hmm. but I, I don't remember exactly how we phrased it. We didn't mention Goodwood, though. We didn't mention the festival. So, so the Rolls-Royce HQ is located on the Goodwood House grounds. Yep. Uh, as of 2003, it's been expanded since then, and uh, at least by 2010, they were putting out 15 cars a day. Pretty amazing. So I just I want to end on that because that was one of the most – Interesting things I found out, and I want to know the story behind that too. Yeah, well, John, John McGrady, I hope we've uh, we've talked enough about Goodwood for you because, and I know there's more. There's a, there's even more there's to this so whole weekend that we're just not getting to. There's so many little details about each event that we'd like to go into. We just don't have the time, I and mean, we try to get in as much as we can. But this event is is so large, so all encompassing. It's got so much going on for it. Um, and it seems like a really, really cool thing for anybody who's really into motorsports and racing that, that yeah. have been, you know, maybe even have been in the past that aren't anymore because you're going to get to see some historic vehicles. You're going to get to see modern vehicles, historic drivers, modern drivers, um, just some amazing, amazing stuff. And I can't think of any better way to end this, uh, to end this episode than some listener mail. Let's do it. Okay, Scott, you might remember our regular listener, Justin, from Indiana. I do remember that. Uh, so Justin is writing into us on our limo podcast. We got, we've got a fair share of limousine feedback there. Pretty much all positive, too, which was nice. Yeah. Um, here's what Justin had to say. Hello, Scott and Ben. I just finished listening to your podcast on limousines, and I thought I'd share a couple of pictures. The first picture is an early Dodge Viper limousine. I haven't personally seen this. The second limousine I have seen in person in Indianapolis. Now, this made me laugh, and I know I see you uh, chuckling a little bit, too. Uh, Scott, can you describe that second limousine? It has a chicken head in the middle of the limousine. A huge chicken head, like a five- or six-foot-tall chicken head and, yeah. a, t- and a tail. 
Yeah. Which is ridiculous. They call it the chicken limo, mm-hmm. and it drives around the Indianapolis area. Is it, it must be promoting a, uh, a chicken restaurant or business of some kind, I would think. I don't think it's just that as a novelty item. Do you I think, think maybe Truett Cathy lives in Indiana? <laughs> I don't know, Ben. I don't know what's going on there. It's so bizarre. But if you search chicken limo Indianapolis, mm-hmm. you're going to find this, uh, this a picture of this limo online. It's ridiculous. He's right, Justin. That's a good catch. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and and the, uh, the, the, uh, the Viper limo. Yes, that's, yeah. that's another absolutely ridiculous limousine, but it still looks pretty cool. Yeah, I feel kind of the same way about the Viper limo as I do about that Ferrari limo. Yeah, you know a little bit. I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's silly in a way, but I mean, this is an open top one, right? I think it's yeah. a convertible. Um, maybe even just a bit more silly than the uh, than the um, than the Ferrari limo. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what though. Justin says I would that he would personally love to ride in the Viper, and he said maybe not the chicken limo, but then again, maybe I would ride in it just so that I could say that I did. Hey, why not? That's a, that's a good reason to do it. And we are out. We hope that you have enjoyed our episode on the Goodwood Festival of Speed and the Goodwood Estate. There's a lot of stuff that we haven't quite gotten to, but uh, the. The fact of the matter is, Scott, there's so much stuff going on there. Yeah, we could spend four days talking about what happens there in four days. <laughs> we should just go and uh, do our show live on the Goodwood radio Wouldn't station. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that would be nice, Ben. Yeah, yeah that, that would be, be really cool. We'd have a built-in audience of 150,000 immediately. Yeah, we'd be living the living the high life, yeah, right? That'd be cool. Okay, well, while Scott and, go, and I go off to work on our clearly foolproof plan to uh, infiltrate Goodwood, uh, we hope to hear from you. Uh, drop by our website, carstuffshow.com, to check out our blog, our podcast, and a couple other surprises. You can also visit us on Facebook and Twitter, where we are carstuffhsw. And if you say, hey, wait, these guys are reading listener mail online, I, I want to hear my uh, letter on the air. I want to be a part of that. How do I do that? Yeah, well, you, all you have to do is send an email. We are carstuffatdiscovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards 
like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.